Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Real Joey Boats Podcast. These are the stories of my struggles, my victories, and my losses, and how I overcame those insurmountable odds to win out the fights of my life. All right. Welcome back, everybody. How are you? Uh, hmm. It's a fine day, inauguration day, isn't it? New president, whether you like it or not, right? I kind of think Trump's gone. That guy was... That guy was something else. That's all I gotta say about that. Really, really, that's all I gotta say. <laughs> if you really wanna know how I feel about it, get hold of me. I'll tell you. So, um, one thing I, I guess I want to cover today is how to be a man, and how to be a man does not entail uh, being chauvinistic. It does not entail toxic masculinity or whatever the hell that means uh i guess toxic masculinity means being uh masculine to the point where you're a douchebag i don't know i guess that's one of those new terms i don't think i've ever used in my life um it doesn't entail you know just being an overall douchebag to people uh locker room talk we'll cover all that stuff at locker room talk and and uh whatever toxic masculinity means because i'm not really sure like that i guess you know people can tell me the fact that i've never used that definition means that i use it i are used toxic toxic masculinity i guess i have I, I probably have before and not known it because i didn't know what it was or it's just one of those new things that people came up with and as it's been around for a while i have no clue but um we'll we'll go what we'll go over what being a man and what not and how to be a proper man and how to not be a proper man we're going to go over that today how is everybody today it's wonderful it's sunny out uh and i'm in here uh but i'm gonna go to another place and be indoors later so but the fact is we're getting sun so there's that uh, it's not cloudy when, you know, when like winter time is cloudy and we all feel like we want to like, you know, off ourselves in February or at the end of February and beginning of March because it's been nothing but cloudy. So at least we're getting some sun. No snow. I'll take at least one good snowfall. Uh, coming up at the end of January, uh, into February, I'll take one good snowfall. Give me one good, like a foot or a foot or maybe six inches, something like that. Um, yeah. Okay, sorry. Okay, let's go over, uh, you know, all jokes aside, let's go over, you know, how to be a man. Um, for me, the definition is simple. Uh, the definition is true. It's um, how, you know, it's being a caretaker. It's being able to provide. So finding proper clothes and shelter and uh, being able to provide as in, you know, provide clothes, provide clothes shelter provide food provide quality of life yes yeah you know we're not talking about how women can do this too okay this is not what this podcast is about so if you don't want to hear that go ahead and sign off now because i'm not talking about that um you know all due respects to single moms out there and how hard they work to provide because there's not a man in their children's lives and yes they are trying to do it both so hats off to you um, ultimate respect because I married a single mother and I know what hardships that entail because I saw her do it 
and sometimes I am powerless to do things uh, that need to be done in her life with her kid, and I am powerless to do it, and I have to stand by and watch because I am the stepfather, not the father. Uh, so she does it both, and I've seen her do it, and she's awesome. So, like I said, all due respect to the single moms out there that work their balls off, because most of them have balls that are bigger than a lot of the guys that have left them in that position are, uh, and not always, that's not always the case. Some, you know, moms and dads, when they separate, when they get divorced, they just didn't live together. It doesn't mean the guy is less of a person or a horrible person or whether she makes him out to be a horrible person. It's just that they did not work out. And sometimes, yes, it is toxic. The woman is the toxic one. Uh, they are the bad ones. They're the ones that, that cause the divorce are, you know, initiated to it or segued into it. I wouldn't say cause it, I guess. Uh, initiated it because of her actions. It's not always the guy. It goes both ways, but either one can be guilty or either one can be innocent. It depends. I, I Honestly, like I've, I've seen it both in relationships of friends that have ended, including my own. I have seen that it has been the man's fault as much as the woman's fault and vice versa are one or the other. So whatever the situation is, it's whatever the situation is. It is what it is. So look at, like, when it comes to toxic women, there are toxic women out there as well. And we just don't talk about that. We ignore that. And in society, especially say like, you know, child support or child custodies, most of the states out there are definitely going to side, automatically side with the mother. It's the, it's it's facts. Look, I can post or I can say statistics and I can't, but I'm going to leave it up to you to find that out for yourself. Um, and including my own situation that I've seen in my own, uh, my own experiences that I, that uh, definitely that in my state, which is Ohio, uh, Ohio is infamous for, for doing that as well, for um, kind of out cheating dads and um, making them pay. Uh, and honestly, yes, I'm not talking about the, the, the deadbeat dads that, that, that don't pay, that they don't provide, they don't do anything. And look, if you pay child support, uh, if, you're a, if you're a man and you have to pay several hundred a month, guess what? That's your kid. Whether you like it or not, that's your kid. You didn't stay with the mother, you know, and if you don't want to be responsible, and most guys out there do not want to, they don't want anything to do with the kid that they don't see. And that's the reason half the time they don't see the kid. But for dads out there that do want to see their kids, and the mother will not let them, but the mother still has that child support order uh, you know, enforce that the dads pay, which, uh, you know, it's kind of messed up. If you don't see your kid, you shouldn't pay. Uh, it's a slippery slope. You should and you shouldn't. Uh, at the same time, a lot of states let the mother get away, excuse me, the mother get away with murder, you know, let the mother do whatever it wants. So they can keep the dad or the mom in this case from seeing their children, uh, you know, but like I said, I'm, I'm going to stop saying that. I'm going to stop including women on this because it's this podcast. This episode is not about women. 
and I can get to that. Like I can do another episode, but for right now, it's about men. And most states, uh, you know, that make that make men pay child support, but yet the mother can say, "I'm going to keep your kid from you, and you're never going to see him grow up because she is so toxic or so angry at." her heart being broken or her relationship not going the way she wants or the fact that the man cheated on her or whatever. Uh, and she can basically keep the kid from the dad, but the dad still has to pay. Not only is that not fair, if the dad wants to see his kids, not only is that not fair, but it's pretty unjust. And there's a lot of guys out there, you know, good men that that happens to all the time that that is happening to uh that their kids are growing up and uh they they have nothing to do. they haven't talked to them the kids haven't talked to the dad the dad hasn't talked to the kids they don't know each other um you know mom's boyfriend or mom knew his husband is dad and that's all it is and you think about that down in the wire that is that's horrible it's a pretty devastating thing for a man to go through now if you have a man that puts up with that and, you know, that's his daily, that's his present. If he doesn't know his kids, but he knows he has kids out there and he is paying for those children uh, to support and still provide uh, and, you know, still support and providing for you and your kids, then that is like, that's the true definition of a man. That That's a man that facing that's facing some sort of adversity. And that's a really tough adversity. Knowing that you have children out there that you can't see and you can't provide for, that's a really tough thing. That's hard. That's that's like next to um, having cancer twice right there. Not you know, knowing your kids are somewhere out there that you know that you have this legacy as a man, you have this legacy that you cannot see, that you cannot watch, you cannot teach the proper way. Because I for me, I believe like I'm doing the proper way of being a man by serving others and not only serving others, serving myself, making sure above all else that I'm taken care of so I can go out there and serve others. Uh, that includes, you know, my diet, uh, the physical activities that I do, the you know, exercise and all the other stuff that I do to take care of myself so I can stay healthy, so I can stay alive. So I can fulfill my passion of going out there and serving others. And now, whatever that passion would be, whether it's whatever your passion as a man is, make sure that you can include in your life how you provide and teach your children or teach the next generation on how a man should act. Men, this includes how you should treat women. Because men, your sons are seeing the way you treat women and if you treat women horribly you know as an object or if you talk to them like that even the way you treat your mother or you treat your sisters they are seeing that as the way that you should treat okay but, but you have to understand that and if you see your son going in and out of relationships as they get older so up into their late teens and their early 20s go through really tough time with women you need to take a look at how you raised him before you can correct him okay because you might have those problems yourself whether you're in a relationship or not and you have changed yourself 
the fact that you have changed yourself doesn't change the fact that he's treating women the way he saw you do it. So whether you literally just like taught him um, consciously about how to treat women, it doesn't matter. He saw you unconsciously how you treat those women, how you talk about those women. Even men, if you are a single father and you have a mother who you absolutely despise and you have a young man who is like a sponge and most kids are and all kids are like sponges. They absorb everything that you do. And so that son, that boy is seeing how you talk about that mother even when she's not around, that it's going to be okay for him to do that. So when he starts getting older in high school and starts learning more about girls and 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 the fact that you know girls will like him and they want to talk to him, but yet he doesn't know how to talk to them and he talks to them like shit. And the first time that he tells you that he got slapped by a by a girl, make sure you check yourself and you you look all the way back and your past and how you taught and and how you taught him how to treat women talk to women uh, how you treat them um do you hold doors for them are you a gentleman do you make sure do you i mean here at home i i try to practice stuff as in like uh, uh i don't sit down at the dinner table until my wife sits down at the dinner table i can't always hold the car door for her just by the way we always like leave uh usually i'm the one driving so she and, and the car is parked up against a bush, so i got to pull it out before she can get in the darn car, and I'm already in the car, so whatever. Um, but I try to, like, not eat until she starts eating. It's the little weird things, that, you know, and yeah, I'm going to brag on myself because this is my podcast, but it's the little things. It's it's ladies first. It's uh, it's ladies first. That That is like an, aid, an, an, an age-old adage as in being a gentleman, but... Yes, women are important, and for years, they were treated like second-class citizens by men. And um, so it's up to us as men to treat them as those first-class citizens that they truly are. And, ever, you know, I've always wanted to post a video to my Facebook what, it to be a, what it's like to be a man. And I thought about doing a podcast episode since I started about what it is to be a man. And it, like I said, it's not being chauvinistic. It's not the locker room talk that uh, everybody talks about. You know, yeah, when I was in my teen and, and, and in my 20s, my teens and in my 20s, you know, yeah, my buddies and I, we, we, we talked really bad and, and really dirty and um, probably watched a lot of porn. And um, I know in my 20s, I definitely, you know, shouldn't have done everything I've done with women and I know I broke a few hearts, and that wasn't very manly. That wasn't being a man, breaking hearts and, and treating those women that way. Uh, because most of those women I still know and I still talk to, and I have a deep, profound respect for. And some of the stuff I did with them, I wish I never did with them. Uh, you know, that doesn't erase the fact that I still have that deep and profound respect for them. And they're wonderful people. Um, and it goes back, you know, it also goes to men, how you treat other men. Do you see, um, other men as a threat to you, to your, to your man, manlyhood, to your manliness? Do you see them as a threat? You know, I really don't, you know, I don't care. I don't get jealous. Um, I trust, 
a lot and not too much. And I have overly trusted people and that, you know, I wouldn't say it was overly trustful people, overly trustful. It was just trusting in the wrong people. But now I trust in the right people because I know who to trust into. Then I didn't. I didn't know who to trust into. So trusting into those, trusting into the right people is key. Trusting in the wrong people is, you know, you have to find out who who's to trust and who's not. And you, you only do that by getting to know them. When I got married before the, you know, I didn't, I didn't really honestly like get to know her as well as I should have to put my profound trust in her. And she violated that trust, you know, and I paid for that, honestly, because I didn't get to know her. And if I probably did, I probably would have been able to see all the flags that were up and able to go, nope, I'm out. There's too many flags here. Uh, I wish you the best, blah, 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 blah. And now I was able to say that but to, to people, but still, I did not know who to trust and to not trust because my, my second cancer diagnosis... Um, I was dating somebody. Uh, I don't know whether she saw that, you know, whether she considered it or not. Um, I actually really had some like true feelings for her. I thought she was really great. And then she looked at me and, you know, after I got diagnosed a couple days after that and said, I don't want to do this anymore. Now, I honestly, I look back at it and I don't think she really violated my trust. As in, I think she was not ready to go into that or ready to be in a relationship with somebody um, that that had cancer or that could not make it out of that cancer or had a chance of not surviving or being able to honor that commitment of being with that person. Uh, what if that person does not make it out? What if I like I went to surgery and came out like a total veggie in a wheelchair and like drooling on myself? You know, I don't blame her for leaving because she wasn't ready for that. Um, and then she went ahead and went with that relationship and committed to me and I came out that way being a veggie and drooling on myself, she probably would have made a huge mistake for herself and her daughters. Uh, so she, uh, she definitely made the right call there and I think she made the right call and yeah, th there's, there's ways she could have done it that I think were like a little different. Uh, but Hey, you got to do what you got to do. Moved on, whatever. She's still a good person. Actually, she's married now and got a wonderful job. Uh, well, she had a wonderful job, but she's got a wonderful little family now, just like I do. So there's that. Um, so, and also being a man is taking care of yourself. Guys, the biggest thing is getting off your ass, getting off the couch, walking, running, going to the gym, um, maybe playing a sport. I recently started playing handball again, as most of you know. And that's something I do three days a week. And it's keeping me in shape. And so far, I've lost uh, about six pounds. Um, today, I feel kind of blocked as I, you know, breakfast or whatever. And I actually think I had some, uh, I think the waiter <laughs> at, at the restaurant actually gave me some regular coffee instead of decaf. So I'm feeling kind of like weird today. But hey, whatever. Uh, and, it, and taking care of yourself, eating real food eating real food stop eating all the junk food stop eating all the preservatives um it's okay to have every once in a while but if that's all you're eating then you're not doing yourself any favor you want to be you know i work out mainly and all the physical stuff and eat right and eat real food is because i want to age gracefully and i want to live for a very long time i do have legacies to uphold and 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 
whatnot, and I want to make sure that they themselves uh, have legacies uh, of their own. And, um, you know, memory lasts, and I've made a huge lasting impression on this planet before I venture on and to the other side. Uh, so, and by doing that, I, you know, eating real food and working out and staying active is the perfect way to do it. By sitting on the couch and eating all the junk food and getting fat, heart disease and all this stuff and all these diseases, you're not doing yourselves any favors. And, you know, I'm not saying don't play video games and don't do this because that's fine. There are times where I sit on my butt too and I got a couple of video game systems down in my basement. I'll turn one on every once in a while and start like shooting dudes uh, and, and Grand Theft Auto or something like that. Um, that's fine. Uh, guys, open up a book every once in a while. Exercise your brain. Work out your mind. Working out your body is one thing, but you need to work out your mind. You have to read. Okay, whether it doesn't matter what book it is, all right, because I spent a year reading like Star Wars books, all right, a year reading science fiction books, and I've switched uh, now. I read um, 12 Years a Slave. I just got finished with that. That's a wonderful book. I highly recommend it. You should start reading it and then watch the movie. So uh, uh, I gave the book to my wife, got her to read it, and then we're going to watch the movie. Um, but before that, I read books like, uh, dude, make dude, making a difference. Um, a soldier to Santiago world walk, uh, and stuff and books like that, like books that are going to just turn on your brain and turn on certain sections of your brain. So, you know, turn on this section of your brain and then go to another book, turn on this section, work out every part of your brain, research it, do your research. What parts of my brain do I need to work out most to have a healthy mind in reading are doing studies, or anything like that is, um, it enriches your brain. Listening to podcasts, listening to informative podcasts, like uh, one of my favorites is um, Aubrey Marcus and Ben Greenfield, uh, Paul Check. I love to listen to Paul Check. Since I've been introduced to Paul Check three years ago, uh, my uh, my mind has definitely, like I, I would say, become empowered because uh, Paul is a smart dude. I don't know how else to say that. He is he is uh, amazing. So take care of your brain as well as taking care of your body. Do you believe in a higher power? If you don't, that's fine. But don't be hateful about it. Uh, don't be one of those hateful atheists that goes, hey, you believe in Jesus, you're an idiot. Or uh, Christians, for example, why well, believe in Jesus? If you don't, you're wrong. That's not how that works, guys. That's not Christian. That's not how Christianity is supposed to be. That's not... Like, if you believe in Jesus, then you believe in Jesus, and Jesus loved everybody, right? That's what he taught, like, you love everybody, not, you know, I believe he said he hated figs. So there's that, like, that is the, the saying, like, I'm trying to say is Jesus loved everybody. So you as yourself, if you are a Christian, and you love Jesus, and you and you believe in his teachings, and you follow those, then you should love everybody. It, it doesn't say uh, maybe a few people... Uh, his teachings don't say, hey, love these people, but don't love these people. You love everybody. What doesn't matter what their political affiliations is, you love everybody, right? I, I, I strange as it sounds, no Satanists that have more love in their heart for Christians than Christians do. They have more love in their heart than a Christian does uh, because they follow the teachings to a T and they're not douchebags. 
And I know some Christians out there that are straight up juice bags, douche bags, juice bags. Uh, juice bags could be a new insult. Sounds pretty good. Who you juice bag? Uh, I think I'm going to call somebody that someday and just be like, what? Hey, juice bag. I know a dude we call him juice box, but that's a different story. Uh, so, all right, before getting off the rails here, but but there's Christians are judgmental and they're very hateful. And if you are not like them, then what's the point? So that's the same going back to the douchebag Satanist or the douchebag atheist or douchebag Muslim. You can be a douchebag in any religion or um, higher power that you believe in if you just hate people and you treat them like garbage. Now, the same goes for political affiliations, guys. If men, it doesn't matter where you're a Republican, a Democrat, or you're, you know, for Christ's sake, you still think that it's cool to believe in the Whig Party, or that's still a thing, or like if you wear a tinfoil hat. It doesn't matter if they, it doesn't matter if you voted for the president, President Biden, or you voted voted for Trump. It doesn't matter. You know, Trump's not the president. He didn't win the election. Biden won the election. That's it. Move on. Okay? It's done. It's over with. Stop being hateful to your fellow countrymen. Those fellow, those people that you are being hateful because they didn't vote for one person, you're hating on that American. How can you call yourself patriotic if you hate another American? Or if you, I don't understand. Yes, if Trump did do good stuff, it was shadowed by every single person that he made fun of every every tweet that he put that was awful and this 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 capital storming bullshit at the end like it doesn't matter what good shit you did dude it really doesn't matter not to me because what you did was inconceivable okay whether it made you man enough to want to commit acts of violence and hurt somebody that somebody that you wanted to hurt was a fellow american so think before you act, just like think before you speak. And um, a lot of I see on social media, which we'll get to social media in here a few minutes, is um, garbage because it's all political rhetoric. And it's basically saying, and, you know, it doesn't matter what party you follow, Democrat or Republican or what you are, if you speak ill will or bad or calling any anybody else that's not the political party that you follow stupid if you're calling a republican stupid and you're a democrat or if you're speaking ill will against them you are you need to check yourself okay you're not i'm not going to say you are stupid um but you definitely need to check yourself and your intelligence is really misdirected and you're truly a misinformed fool that that's a fellow American that you are speaking out against. So whether they're whatever their beliefs are, and you know that's one of the principles that this country is founded on, is uh, to believe in what you want to believe in. Political party, religious affiliation, it doesn't matter. If you want to believe in like freaking the flying spaghetti monster, then you can believe in the flying spaghetti monster. If you want to worship Cthulhu, then you can worship Cthulhu. That's what this, that's what makes this country great. If you want to like. Think Trump walks on water and was sent here by God, uh, which I truly think he was not, uh, then that's fine. If that's what you want to believe in, then great. I love you for you and who you are. Man, that's being, that's truly being a man, loving everybody and just treating everybody with respect, including yourself, including your own family members, treating them with love, admiration, and respect. Okay? 
And, you know, even strangers down in the street. Yeah, I've had my, I've had plenty of disagreements with strangers on the street. I've had guns drawn on me on the street before. Okay. And, you know, and I've almost gotten in fights before and I have when I was younger, but that was because I wasn't respecting the person and I wanted to argue and I wanted to fight. And my point was better than yours. And instead of just saying, Hey, let's agree to disagree. You know, that is a very powerful saying. Let's just agree to disagree and let's continue to move on. You're going to believe in what you want to believe in. I'm going to believe in what you want to believe in. That doesn't make you believing in what you want to believe in and not f- believing what I want to want you to believe in doesn't make any less doesn't make you any less of a person at all. And um, a lot of us need to remember that. Okay, and finally when it comes to social media, eh, gosh, um, and I'm going to wrap this up here because I got to get out of here. Social media is um, toxic. It can be, and it, we're not using what it was. Des- we're not using it for what it was designed for. It was ultimately designed to like keep in touch with our friends and our families that we don't see. And now we just use it to bash each other. Uh, we whether it's uh, religious or whether it's political or you know whatever. As Americans, we use it to bash each other, and uh, we use it to argue. And it's really hard not to get caught up in to an argument on social media and like, Hey, you're not listening to my point. And you're not proving my, I can't prove my point because you won't stop talking. Blah, 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 blah. It's really hard. I do. I do a lot of ghost and posting. Uh, I post, I post shit and I get out of there and I don't comment. I don't do anything. Um, I did yesterday. I got into a little bit of a discussion, but it was like, I posted two things. I posted two comments on this person's post and that was it. Uh, so I think they were saying, you know, I need to stop arguing. Uh, because there was a lot more people on that common thread that were like, like arguing and they were trying to pick a fight. I just wanted to say a couple things because whatever this person said was like, you know, really kind of offensive and, uh, not true. And Hey, maybe you should just look into a little bit. Uh, so I kind of posted that, but then I stopped because I realized it doesn't matter if they're right or I'm wrong or if I'm right or they're wrong. It doesn't matter. And that's all social media is, is you're wrong I'm wrong, everybody's wrong, but it doesn't fucking matter if I'm wrong, I'm still going to post that I'm right, and if you say that I'm wrong, I'm going to call you stupid and uh, just belittle you on social media where your friends and family have seen it all. So just be careful, you know, uh, like everything else, it's it's good in small amounts, uh, portion control. It's really hard not to get caught up and watch videos all day. I'm really guilty of me getting on and watching a ton of videos uh, especially on YouTube, because I can do it. Um, I can go everything from history in your own backyard to like the Darth Vader comic and 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 seeing stuff like that and watching uh, people on slingshot. Uh, those slingshot rides go up and down and scream their freaking heads off because they're hilarious. Uh, so it's really hard to not get caught up in all the rhetoric on social media. So small portions, um, you know, watch your mindless scrolling all day, guys, because it's it's tough. It's hard. So. I, when I'm in mindless scrolling, you just, th- I, I've caught myself, uh, you know, like getting on Facebook or Instagram and just scrolling, just, just scrolling shit that I've seen, uh, multiple times. I just kept on scrolling. Like why? What, what's the point in that? So like social media is definitely a time waster. I get it. Like if you're sitting there waiting on your car, I mean, bring a book or, you know, uh, listen to a podcast, put some headphones, something. Uh, get off your phone because you're you, you don't understand. Like, 
Okay, years ago before we had smartphones, what did we do in a weight room? We just sat there. We sat there, we looked at magazines, or we twiddled our thumbs and just watched everybody around us. Now, we're always nose deep in our phones and not paying attention to what's around us. You know, okay, get get your neck out of your phone and look up. You know, besides looking at the phone and just kind of like brain killing ourselves, where our posture, our neck, or like all that stuff suffers, especially with our teenagers. So men, be that example and not to always look at your phone. So I'm always trying to catch myself with my phone. And when nobody else is around, uh, yeah, yeah kind of, I'm guilty, right? I'm guilty by doing that stuff with my phone. But when uh, the kids are here, I try my best not to mindlessly stare at it. Because he mindlessly, stare, mindlessly stares at it all day long. I mean, hide in his bedroom, always on his phone, watching videos, whatever. And, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't know how to do it. I don't. So yeah, watch your social media. It 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 can creep up on you. It can creep up on you easy. Oh gosh, what else did I want to cover today? Um, I don't really know. But yeah, guys, um, your the boys and your girls are learning from you, man. They're learning from you every day. So I'm talking about your sons and your daughters. They're learning from you. They really, really are. Uh, they're learning from how you treat a treat a lady, uh, to how you treat other people. Uh, so for example, if you go out, uh, you go out to eat, um, a please and thank yous and be polite to the waiter goes a long way and not just for the wait staff, but for you and your kids that see you're doing that. Because if you just go to a restaurant and you, you know, you're not polite to the waiter and you're just, uh, you don't say please and you don't thank you, they're watching you do that. And they figured when they get older, they don't have to act like that. So it's, it's really is kids are sponges. Just remember that, okay? And, you know, I think uh, if I covered the toxic masculinity term or not, but here it is. You know, toxic masculinity is like just nothing but like jocular uh, meathead shit uh, where you just treat women like garbage and everybody else like garbage and you're a douchebag. Um, <clears throat> you know, that's, and you, your excuse to why you are that way is well because I'm a man. Look, I am like the personification of a of a freaking bear, right? I am a hairy dude. Um, you know, I'm 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 big. Uh, I'm not gonna say slow, but yeah, I'm kind of slow. Um, you know, I'm just strong, strong as shit. Like I'm I'm the personification of a guy, of a dude. But I'm not like I'm not like the toxic masculinity dude that maybe I was in my twenties, but not anymore. I can't afford that. I can't afford to be a douchebag. I just I can't afford not to. I can't afford not to care or not to not care. I just can't. Uh, so yeah, we grow up, we change, right? We grow up and we change, and that you know that's fine. We all have to learn. So whatever it is, whatever made you learn, and you know, I my learning experience was different from yours. Obviously, mine was a huge wake up call. Hey, I got this cancer again. I'm not living the way I'm supposed to be way the way I'm supposed to live or somebody wants me to live or whatever. If you believe in a higher power or not, that's on you, but I do and it definitely like I felt my calling was way different than um way different than most people's because I was not, you know, I got the cancer the first time in my life changed a little bit. There's some drastic changes. 
but not to a point where it should have, I guess. That's why I got it again. Uh, somebody was telling me, hey, you're not living the way I want you or I need you to live. You have a higher calling, and I need you to achieve that higher calling. So I was given that that I was third, fourth chance, and uh, I took it. So if you ever get that, men, please take your take your chance. Change your life. Uh, you know, do what you need to do. And uh, good things will good things will come out of it. Good if you start doing putting good things in, you get good things out, right? Uh, just just the way food and the way knowledge is, and if you put shit in, you get shit out. So start putting good stuff in, you'll get good stuff out. All right, I actually I think that's all I have. That's all I have. I just wanted to add a few extra minutes on here, and um, it, it was crazy when I came home from handball. My computer crashed out, and I had to restart everything. And I was like, well, shit, I'm going to lose the entire episode. I'm going to have to re-record it. And thankfully, I didn't. Uh, I was able to recover everything and uh, delete the quick ending that I had because I was running short on time and record a few more moments. So I appreciate the fact that you are listening to those last few moments. I appreciate the fact that you listened to the whole entire episode. Uh, Next week, I will have my first guest on, and the week after that, I will have another one. So I am excited about this. Uh, It'll be a change of pace, I guess, but uh, hey, it's all good, right? All right, thanks for tuning in, folks. Thanks for tuning in to listen to these stories of my struggles, my losses, and my victories, and how I overcame those insurmountable odds to win the fights of my life. Thanks uh, Thanks for listening to the story about how to be a man. Uh, that's that's one important subject for me that I covered today because it is something that I struggled with up until about my early to mid-30s about how to be a man, how to be the right man. And uh, here in the recent past, I would say last six years, last uh, actually almost decade, I have learned how to become that right man. So uh, hopefully whatever or however I said it today really helped you and... You know, we'll continue that streak. All right, guys. All right, gals. Thanks for turning in or tuning in to the Real Joey Boats Podcast. One love. <laughs>